Hey there, and welcome to Better With Running podcast. And we are back for 2022. And yes, it's March. Can't believe it's uh, the middle of March. And uh, yeah, after an extended holiday, we've uh, we've dusted off the microphones and uh, we're, we're rolling for another season, shaking things up a little bit uh, in 2022 in the um, the Better With Running uh, podcast headquarters. And yeah, our um, Esteemed mattress or Matty Davey um, runs BB Coach and my co-host over the last eighty-two plus episodes. Um, he's going to take a bit of a backseat for this season as he gears up for the uh, exciting new arrival. Um, many of you may have seen the lovely Gemma Maney runs BB Coach also and his partner. She's about twenty-six weeks pregnant, so uh, she's still pumping out punk park runs I saw on the weekend and uh, keeping active. But, yeah, Maddie's going to be supporting her and um, he's, he's obviously keeping pretty busy in the school and, and running himself. So, um, but, yeah, if you do love his insights. He's not going to go very far. I'm still going to pin him down for some recordings and um, some regular catch-ups maybe get him to nerd out on some of those sports science, sports science uh, topics that we've done in the past. But uh, I want to introduce you to my new co-host for this season. It's uh, Chris Armstrong. And uh, it's a familiar name for many of our loyal listeners. And Chris is a run to be big coach and he's been a regular guest on the uh, Better With Running podcast. But if you're not familiar, I'll just give you a quick little summary. Uh, so Chris is one of the most passionate, dedicated distance runners in the country. Uh, not only an accomplished runner himself, <clears throat> Chris has been at the forefront of the running community up in Shepparton, Victoria. You'll obviously, if you're following his socials, you'll see a lot of his in the purple singlet, uh, donning that one, running around the, um, the hills and doing some workouts there. And uh, yeah, he's been a coach, head coach up there for a number of years at the Shepherds Running Club. And also yeah, we're lucky to have him as a run to bb online coach. He's helping a number of athletes achieve their goals. So after that uh, lengthy intro, mate, uh, great to have you on the co-pilot seat for the season. Welcome to the show, Chris. Zaka, thanks for, um, yeah, thanks for the welcome. It's a bit of a thrill. It's funny. Um, you know, just listening to the podcast since it started, and I guess that was before um, I started at Run to PB. It's interesting going from being a fan of your work to actually being able to jump on and and um, have a bit of banter and talk a bit of rubbish about running with you now. Um, look, massive shoes to fill um, for Maddie. I, I just hope I can do justice to the great man. Um, you know, he's done a great job um, over the first eighty-two episodes. So. Uh, looking forward to that, but um, yeah, also best wishes to Maddie and Gemma. I know um, Gemma's, you know, thought it's 26 weeks, I think you mentioned, and still mm. um, pushing out sub 20 park runs, uh, which is yeah, right. <laughs> incredible, um, just an amazing effort. So, no, look, um, best wishes to, to the two guys there, and um, yeah, hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with them both um, in yeah, the short definitely. term as well. Yeah, for sure, we'll get them both on for a bit of an update at, uh, at some point, and yeah, I know Mattress will be um 
he, he will definitely be tuning in and he'll probably be running in uh, what he refers to as uh, God's country uh, <laughs> plugged in. And uh, yeah, no doubt anything, any, um, any stuff up, especially on my part, he'll, uh, he'll be quick to send me a message and let me know about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm open to feedback too. Um, I'm getting my <laughs> inbox filled with it. That's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> no, but uh, it is, it is going to be great having you on board, Chris. And um, this season, yeah, obviously got a few plans in works in the works. We've, um, we've chatted about, um, yeah, probably aiming to get a few more guests on this year. We're going to, um, obviously connect with um, some of our Rug to BB community uh, athletes and, and sort of hear a bit more about their stories as they lead into into some races and have some success along the way and just generally some runners in the community that, um, you know, I guess our ethos around, um, you know, better with running, life is better with running and we're going to just sort of talk to that um, throughout the series and going to continue our training talks. Um, we're going to go delve into some uh, training, uh, some topics there. Um, I've got listener questions. We'll, um, we'll get them firing, go, firing up again. So definitely hit us up on the socials. We'll chuck a few posts up um, in the coming weeks and, um, and get that listener question bank up. And always good to, to chat through those ones, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we've obviously we've got a large number of athletes on the books and they're spread out all across the world. And, um, there's some absolutely incredible people and stories to tell. Um, so really looking forward to the, the chance this year, just to get to meet some new people and, and really sort of open them up and find out a bit more about them and uncover them. I know, um, just within my group, there's some absolutely amazing people with some pretty inspiring stuff to tell. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can sort of bring those to the listeners throughout the year. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you touched on there probably struck me at Melbourne, um, Melbourne Marathon, because we we hadn't had events realistically, you know, for or in Victoria for a couple of years. And when we had that event and it had that marathon and the other events around it, and we had a lot of run to PB athletes there and, and just runners in general connecting to uh, after that race. And it's just, it really hits you that everyone's got their own story and like their journey and what you hear about. And, you, you know, you go through the war stories and whether they're good or bad, I mean, you know, it's, you still hear, you still have that connection there that, you know, they've built up for an event and I guess whether you've run, you know, two hours, 10 or four hours, 50, you know, as a, in, in a marathon world, it's, everyone's just going on their own path. And I think it's really cool when you, um, when you hear about those stories. Oh, hundred percent. I know. Um... Yeah, and as you said, whether it's that two hours, 10 or that four hours, 50, it, the, the effort and the dedication and the attitude that goes into it, it's all very similar. It's only really the time that's any different. And, you know, I think regardless of your ability um, or your background, when someone runs a PB, you, you sort of experience that with them and just seeing the joy and the pride and, uh, you know, I guess the, the exuberance that um, comes out of people, it's amazing. So you know, just to start to get a few more events back and actually witness that as opposed mm. to being on the end of a text message or a phone call, whilst that's still great, but to actually be there and see it, that's just a whole different ball game. Yeah, and we've had a chance. I know we'll chat about that a little bit later with um, some of your around the grounds catch up because you've, uh, you've been out and about at some events and had some success there. And 
Um, yeah, I think just it's it's hit home now having events back, and now we can and we can plan for events um, this year as coaches and athletes. That's that's something we can really talk about this year. Um, yeah, so mate, but let's let's uh, as we've done in previous season, uh, previous episodes, we we do like to sort of chat about our own running for a little bit, just to give a bit of context about how we're tracking, uh, how our training week's going, what we're sort of planning for. I think, um, you know, as coaches and athletes, it's a good way to sort of quite therapeutic to sort of talk through what, what you're training for and also how your, your week's going. But um, yeah, how, how have you been going, mate? And um, we're into March, so we're, we're on the brink of, um, you know, starting to think about some of the winter races as well down the track. So how, how's everything going on your end? Oh, March <laughs> already. I know. Um, oh, yeah, no, th- things are good. Um, God, it's, it's happened really fast. I think um, last time we caught up was, um, it would have been late November, early December, just prior to the, um, the wellness run, the two times year wellness run, we did the 10K. And um, I think we we're joking around that, um, yeah, like, like oh, if the, we changed my intro. Um, hopefully it's with a 10k pb and not this track 5k pb that i've just done but yeah um, that all <laughs> went really well um had a great run there and i think that just um fueled the fire um for the summer i suppose you know you, you come off an event and the body pulls up all right and just kept going so um pretty much the last three months in that time just been stacking weeks and probably cautious of not overdoing it um particularly as it has been pretty warm um but yeah just getting out there each week um still running pretty much every day with Anna which has been amazing um you know just have the the best fun and it's like catching up with one of your best mates every day just to go out and knock some k's out I mean it's um yeah you don't don't even notice the distance all the all the time sometimes you're just out there having a laugh and (laughs) talking rubbish it's great but um just on that what time do you guys start um it varies it's pretty early (laughs) (laughs) oh depending on the day it can be anything usually between sort of 5 30 and quarter six um most days um we sort of joke asleep in six um (laughs) or or if we see daylight when we start that's usually like 6 30 is probably um that might be for like a short recovery run um but otherwise yeah yeah, just yeah usually 5 30 quarter six just to try and um fit things in before work or so that you know Anna can get home and, and be able to have brekkie with the kids and, and all that sort of stuff so so you're yeah. in the dark yeah it's a moment where starting to finish in the dark um i i have been rocking the head torch yeah, <laughs> for okay. the last yeah, yeah. Week, week and a half um and that was because um one of the runs we went on i was jumping at sticks thinking they were snakes so <laughs> um yeah and, um <laughs> Probably at that point, I realised that, yeah, now might be a good time just to dust that off. So yeah. um, thanks to Nora for, for her head torch while she's asleep. I'm out using that <laughs> to go for a run in the dark. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. But um, no, all been going well. Um, we had a bit more of a track focus this summer. Um, so Coach Andy, Andy Buchanan's been um, guiding me on that one. We um, went over and gave the 5K frenzy a crack. Um, at Bendigo with a goal to try and break 17 minutes and I was a bit disappointed with my time I ran 17 18 and if I'm being honest um, probably didn't run the smartest race tactically but you live and learn from that Um, I was happy with the effort I don't Mm. think I could have run any faster on the night given what I did but um, 
yeah, I mean, for a bit of context, I sat in for the first 3K and I'd had a chat um, with Sophie Fit. Um, so oh, gave yeah. me some really good tips to hang in there till about one or two laps to go and I didn't. Uh, so I got to 3K and uh, just felt the couple on the front were getting pretty tired. So decided that I'd have a go and it was pretty windy and I reckon I lasted about 600 metres before I just um, exploded into a ball of flames and um, just did the hard work for everyone else. And yeah, yeah they sort of went past and the, the winners sort of ran low 17s, but um, I sort of faded and, and finished up in 17, 18. So I think if I had to run a smarter race, I could have run quicker, but um, I probably still would have missed my goal. But, um, you know, I had a, a good debrief with Andy after that. And plenty of positives to take away from it. Um, and yeah, from that, we have been doing some work to we're going to give a 3k a crack at the box hill classic next Thursday. Oh, nice. yeah so um the um race lists haven't come out yet but i'll probably be um heading out in the early races getting the dust off the track in dre grade but that's okay <laughs> we don't mind that yeah i'm gonna throw the spikes back on and um yeah gonna just give it a crack and go um you know, full noise and see what we can sort of try and push out of these little legs. So yeah. when was your, can you recall your last 3K on the track? Oh, look, I've never, oh, time trial I did in 2020 um, and I ran 9.46 for that. But I mean, that was a solo time trial. And I used to look time trial on the track by yourself when you get to start, when you feel like I don't reckon that technically counts. So probably... Um, in a race, we did some 3K track races with Shep Runners Club in 2019 and we're sort of running, you know, just under 10 minutes for that. So um, I'd, I'd be stoked if I could go around 9.50. Um, yeah. yeah, and if I could go any quicker than that, um, we might even celebrate a little bit, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll nice, see. Um, yeah, I just want to go, you know, be able to throw the spikes on and then that'll probably be the end of track um for this season then so the big goal this year is to actually travel the gold coast um, on a plane and actually just get there but um i want to go and run the half marathon up there so um once we pull up from this 3k everything's going to be geared around running the, the best half marathon that i can up at goldie so hopefully um that's going to feature a bit of cross-country racing with um av you know athletics victoria mm. Over a few rounds, um, not quite sure what that's going to entail. We've had a bit of a chat um, with Andy and, yeah, we're sort of still, I guess, piecing that together. But, yeah, with a big goal that want to go to Gold Coast and just want to give it 110% and walk away knowing that, you know, literally gave it everything that I had on the day. Yeah. I might have to, just going back to your Box Hill 3K, um, it is the home of PBs, Box Hill. <laughs> Steve Deneen will uh, Box Hill do do gloat that uh, you know some some fast times have been dropped there. I might have to uh, to venture down the Eastern Freeway and um and watch this um watch this three k. There's a number of I think there is a few run to PB athletes getting around, and it's um yeah they're always good meets to to jump along to. So um yeah, I might have to head out there, mate, and uh, see it in the flesh. I tell you, mate, um I could use a pacer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you'd, yeah, willing to pay cash. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I, last 3K I did on the track, gosh, that, you're talking like 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, that'd be, um, 
I don't think you'd want my track pacing. <laughs> oh, no, nah, mate. Hey, well, that just means you're due, really, yeah. doesn't it? You, you're due. Um, it's, oh. And look, there's no, there ain't no stack height rules in um, at Box Hill. You can throw whatever you want on. Oh, Come I'm down, like, knock a few yeah, laps out. Um... <laughs> entries are still open. I think entries are open till, where are we? Monday the 21st, midday. You've got oh, to. Okay. Yeah. We'll see, mate. We'll see how, how much the uh, the arm can be twisted. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep working on you. Get the uh, negotiations out with the, uh, oh. the checkbook. Uh, and then, yeah, Goldie, that'll be great. I think, um, yeah, I'll be up there. At, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to run, though, but uh, whether it'll be the half or the 10. But, yeah, it's always, yeah, we, we say this every... Obviously, we've missed it. Yeah, we missed. We got so close last year, but I think this year is just going to be huge with, um, with the opportunity to go back there and... Yeah, so that'll be, a, that'll be an exciting weekend. And then uh, XCR, you're running for the bats? Um, still in negotiations with the bats. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So you oh, could come across the Melbourne Uni then? Well, um, yeah, having a chat with Andy, looking to see if they need some extras for their Division 6 team. <laughs> um, based on results that I've seen from the boys, um, yeah. they've got one hell of a squad. But, yeah, I did say, I did say to Andy that... Um, Hey, look! If you need, if you're keen, I'm happy to come and fill in the spot in Division Six or whatever sort of makes up the numbers. Because um, yeah, I think um, like yo, oh, was it the, the Box Hill Burn? You have a look at um, mm. Archie Reed and Nathan Stoke, who both ran 14, 18, and and Andy, I think it was 13, 55. Yeah, memory. Um, Brady's obviously no slouch. Um, still still covering the ground pretty well. And there's five, and then you've got. Um, the Buckle Twins, who both run a sub 15 5k too, so yeah, um, it's that's yeah. looking pretty strong. And um, you know, there's obviously a bit of depth there as well because then I think their division, or well, now that they're rumored to be yeah. in Division One, I think there was a draft thing that came out from AV that said they're in Division One. But um, yeah. you know, if they had a Division Two, you're probably still looking at you know four or five guys who run sort of high 15s by 16s for 5k yeah. as well and and that ain't me so um <laughs> yeah i'd be definitely just making up the numbers but i mean, oh, um, but yeah i mean the the x yeah i mean everyone runs at the same time you know i mean yeah. obviously the real age so you can but, you can split up there but yeah at the end of the I day mean, you're all just going and toe the line and run a 10k yeah, and that's probably like whilst I've not had the chance to go and do some of the actual cross country, I've done uh, like raced at Burnley a couple of years ago on the half marathon. But I love that you can jump on the start line and you've got a mix of you know recreational people through the people that represent Australia at World Championships or Olympics. You know, and you literally yeah. just all standing there going off together and giving it a crack. So yeah, um, yeah hope to just sort of get out and even just meet a few more of the runs of PB guys. That was one of the really good things. Um, yeah, you know, at the five um, k frenzy at Bendigo, I got to meet um, you know um, Charles Jacobson, Nick McDermott, just you know, a couple of runs of PB legends, and have a bit of a chat, yeah. and um, you know, really just start to get around and meet some people as as opposed to just recognising the name Strava. Um, yeah, so hopefully a lot more of that, whether it's at um, XCR or Goldie or uh, yeah. even at um, Box Hill next week. Yeah, if you do catch up with the Run to BB athletes of the XCR, you'll have to come over the Melbourne Uni tent because I've uh, managed to sign a lot of them over there, and it's probably more <laughs> of a marquee than the you know what we have the box the Bendigo. Uh, they've got sort of a, a shack or a tent there, but we've got the full marquee, and we'll probably have a 
have the ice bars and we'll have the, the Gatorade on tap. And so, yeah, if you, if you do want to come over, we'll yeah. uh, we can definitely chat. I heard the um, the budget's a bit healthier over at Melbourne Uni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some we'll of that talk- student funding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more off air, mate. Yeah, sure. no worries. <laughs> and uh, do you want to just... Uh, we won't have to go through your full week, but maybe do you want to, did you pump out some sessions that you want to go through? Um, let me pull up your Strava, actually. I might be able to quiz you on some things. Yeah, go for um, it. Your, how many days are you running at the moment? Um, so running six days a week at the moment. Um, and look, it's still, still just a one session a week, but we've got to cut like a medium long run, long run on a Sunday. And then probably the only other run that we've added in um, on a Wednesday after Pilates, I'll go and do essentially a warm up and strides. So just in my um, Nike LT streaks, um, mm-hmm. because you've only got a four mil drop and they're you know, only just a shoe. There's not much to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going to do sort of four and a bit K and then sort of six by 20 second strides and, and back home just to try and build that sort of calf strength up um, for the spikes. But for my sessions that I'm doing on a Saturday, I'm also warming up in the streaks as well. So probably doing, uh, so at anywhere between sort of seven and 10 Ks a week in the streaks just to try and build build those calves up. Okay. Yeah. And you've got here, if, um, yeah, we see a bit of humidity up there. I see, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think everyone in uh, Victoria is just like, just absolutely copped it, haven't they? Like, we're just not used to it. Um, the what comes up on your and I, I reckon we've talked about this in previous um, episodes. Yeah. But uh, Botan, Botan yeah. loops. Tell us about Botan uh, for people that follow you on Strava that see Botan. Um, maybe you can give us some insight on that one. Yeah. No. So that's a Thursday ritual for me and Anna. So. Uh, it's about a three k jog um, from where we meet across to the botanical gardens just out at Kyla. Uh, it's all man made, so mm. uh, it used to actually be the old Kyla tip. Um, so basically, a volunteer group got together, and you know when council decided not to use it as a tip anymore, rather than just bulldoze it and, and leave it sitting there they wanted to turn it into a, a big giant garden. So mm. um, anyone that sort of follows, whether it's on Strava or even on Instagram, which I don't post very often, but there's a few photos there and it's, oh, it's the best place to run. Admittedly, it's dark at the moment and we don't see much of it, but um, it's sort of got a few loops out there that have got some pretty decent climbs. So I think there's one loop that we do, which is about a kilometre, um, but all the climbing's in the first sort of 350 to 400 metres. So, you know, in that you sort of climb about 25, 25, yeah, 20, 25 metres, I reckon, in that sort of little loop. And then you sort of go back downhill over the other side of it. So um, it's Shepparton is pancake flat. Um, yeah. As much as as much <laughs> as we wish that we could say that there was a hill somewhere, there's literally none. So this is where yeah. we go and do our hill work. So sessions like um, you know, minute hill reps or hills and threshold, um, or even like just to include a few undulations into our long run, this is where we go. You know, go and do a few loops. So normally, if you know, if it's our Thursday or what we call our midweek long, we'd head out to the botanical gardens and sort of three k there, three k back, which leaves us anywhere between sort of eight and ten k at the botanical gardens, and we just do loops of our sort of one k hilly loop. And 
Mm. Um, yeah, just sort of it's through the uphill bit. We still try and keep up the um, stupidity that we do in our conversations with the laughter and all that. But it gets pretty hard towards the, the back end of it. I'm pretty grateful to get up over that rise and um, take it easy on the downhill. But yeah, yeah. Oh, it's 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 fantastic because I suppose um, usually we're coming off a rest day. Um, on the Wednesday, so the legs have got a little bit more pop in it. So, you know, get in there and just work those uphills just a little bit harder. Um, sometimes, just depending on what we're training for, we might also um, just do some hill strides. I know Maddie is a big fan of hill strides. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be anything like um, anywhere between four and six, sort of for 15 or 20 seconds. Um, and then just a real gentle jog back down to where we're starting from and, and just repeating that. But, um, yeah, it's probably, as far as our easy runs go, it's easily our favourite run of the week. Just absolutely love it out there. But yeah, no, I'll have to uh, get the guided tour when I head out uh, your way at some point. Yeah, come out, mate. Botan's its rap name. Um, we're trying to give it a bit of street cred um, with Botan. It yeah. probably hasn't really caught on as much as we'd hoped. <laughs> keep, but, um, keep plugging it. Keep plugging yeah. away with it. No, we're sort of... we're adamant that it's cool um, and we think we're cool but we're probably the only two people who think that too so um, <laughs> yeah we're just going to keep chipping away and having our own fun <laughs> nice one mate i um and then you did a, a workout on the track on the saturday yeah so um normally like we've got a 5k loop in kyala that we use it's just handy because it's right outside and it's place and it just means that we don't have to drive anywhere um, and that's where we normally do all our stuff on a Saturday. But um, Anna had headed away for the long weekend um, with the family. So I thought, well, if I'm going to race on the track, I better actually get down and do a track session um, in the spikes. So Saturday just gone, we did a mile into four by 400 and then another mile just to finish off. Um, it was really just to try and um, just practice getting into the rhythm and getting used just to running you know, consecutive laps. So we're looking for the miles. We're looking to probably go in about 84 seconds a lap okay. um, for that one. And given that um, council have taken my key off me, I can't actually open the gates up. So um, <laughs> had a couple of obstacles, well, an obstacle sort of every every 80 meters or so. But that's okay. Um, you won't. I won't complain about that too much. What have you got <laughs> the um the gates out? Yeah, just the gates. Um, yeah. I used to have. A, track key to open the gates up but um yep. yeah i think i must have upset someone and got a yeah. um a police explained from council and had to give my keys back so Kevin, luckily Kevin, though did you use a track for um you know bringing yeah, actual hundreds running. of people to the you know health and well-being of the of the area and yeah, um, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's funny so instead of digging up lane one everyone just runs in lane three and just buries that so um yeah you know of course that makes a lot of sense but yeah i shouldn't speak ill of council but no but you might pick up at different times it frustrates me um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they're listening so yeah no look i'm sure regular regular listeners um but um yeah so we're trying wanted to run about 84 seconds a lap um for the miles and i think it was probably a fraction quicker than that and just going on a bit of feel and it was a bit dark when i started as well but um i'll just find it i think 702 you've started the workout yeah so it was probably pretty dark for the warm-up by the time i actually started i reckon i could actually see my watch so i can't use that as an excuse for going <laughs> quick um as much as i'd like to but um yeah I did the warm-up in the in the streaks and it's funny 
going from the streaks to the dragonfly spikes, I actually find that putting the spikes on is like sort of going from a heavy shoe to putting on a pair of sort of super shoes or like that. So I don't wear the, the vapor flies or the alpha flies. I've got some endorphin pros, but mm. just putting the spikes on just because there's a bit more cushioning in them and then they've got a carbon plate in it. It's just, it's so cushy. Um, you put the spikes on it, it just literally just running fast felt. I don't want to say easy because I don't think mm. it's ever easy, but it, it just felt comfortable. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful that my body holds up. Enough. Yeah. Well, people are saying they're pulling up really well from them because of this, the foam. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I'm conscious of not overdoing it in the morning. It's probably only the um, you know, third or fourth time I've ever worn them. But, yeah, just it, it's it's like a kid at Christmas. You're just looking forward to putting them on and, and giving them a crack. And But, yeah, not not wanting to do too much. But, yeah, I think um, the first mile, so I think 84 second laps, I think, from memory it's about that's about a 538 mile um, well in your strava you, you went 534 yeah so it was a little bit under for the first one and mm. then for the 400s we just sort of thought 3k effort um and i guess because you've got a minute standing in between each 400 that 3k effort is going to be different it's going to be quicker than what 3k pace reality yeah. actually is but um yeah, I got through the first couple of those in 75 and felt really good. Mm. So I thought, oh, I might just see if we can just push a little bit harder over the last couple and uh, ran 74 and 73 and it, it just felt nice and smooth, which was great. Mm. Um, and then after that 73, I had another minute standing and tried to go back into running close to 84s and, you know, it was really just trying to slow it down. I think I got around the first 400 in 81 and went, oh, God, I almost felt like I had to start walking to, to slow it down. But um, I think sort of went 81 and then the rest sort of 83s, there on 82, 83 and ran 528 for that last one, but just pulled up doing a million bucks. Um, I was saying to Andy, if I had to, I felt like I probably could have done another, you know, couple of miles just sort of going around that sort of 530. Um, for a mile, which I, I think worked out to be about three twenty-eight to three thirty a k, roughly. But um, yeah, body's Very body's nice. feeling good, and um, you know the big thing there will be just trying to execute it on the day in a race because you know whilst training's great fun, um, mm. you know, when you've got a goal in mind, it's you know it's really about trying to execute when it counts. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, that's a that's a good workout, and you capped it off with a good photo, mate. That's uh, that's going to put Riley Wolf um, out of business. That one, oh, the uh, Strava photo. You got the three the Nike. It's it's basically a Nike um, photo shoot there with the, the Nike shoes. The um, yeah, obviously the three different shoes you've got, and the uh, the sun sun coming up in the in the uh, background. Yeah, no, look, um, if you know any of the reps from Nike. <laughs> Um, I'd love a sponsorship. Um, <laughs> will, willing to wear all the kit. Love the yep. Aerosmith singlets. Big fan. Love your stuff. But um, no, nah, I think um, it's funny. You finish a session and you're just that chock full of endorphins and you have all these crazy creative ideas that you think are fantastic <laughs> at the time. And, I like um, it. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, you know what? Let's just pop them down there. Sun in the background. I was like, oh, geez, the colours of all the shoes go nice together. I was, mm -hmm. mate, I was off with the Pixies. So, um, yeah, trotting around on the track by myself. I think you're a bit braver when there's sort of no one else there. Yeah, yeah. What the hell are you doing? But, um, yeah, got a, got a nice snap. 
Um, so yeah, did it make did it make it. your uh, Instagram grid? Um, I think I was threw it on as a story. Okay, um, got a few likes, which was nice. Always good for the confidence. Yeah. But um, <laughs> who knows? Who might? Um, if I can come up with a motivational quote, maybe I'll pop that on <laughs> and post it out to the masses. Yeah, yeah. But um, tag in uh, Nike and just just keep um giving the subtle hints to them and yeah, see if they take the bait. Well, hey, who knows? I mean, look, um, rec runners love Nike too, so um, <laughs> I'm not sure if they've got a rec division. But um, yeah, look, I'm happy to um, to represent if if they're interested. Nice one. Well, if we see you in box still head to toe in the uh, in the Nike Pro Kit, we'll know. Uh, we'll know it's worked. Oh, don't, mate. I think, um, yeah, the, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I think the closest I'm going to get is probably like my my um, fuchsia pink. Hard, um, oh, yeah. singlet. So, um, <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out, guys. <laughs> nice. Uh, a good week, mate. And uh, we're obviously recording this on Wednesday, but um, your last week, if I click on, not going to give me 79.5K, would that be right? Yeah, that'd be about right, I reckon. Yeah. Sort of just been going, um, you know, 70 to 80K most weeks. Nothing too glamorous. It's just consistency. Um, you know, the sessions have been fun, but yeah, just uh, just trying to stack week on week on week, and you know, I guess that's really been the theme for the last twelve months. I guess. Talk about that, um, those blue lines, and uh, I think Brady calls them the, the skyscrapers, and people call them the fences. And um, if you look in your Strava, it's um, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what town that would look like. It wouldn't be the most exciting town, but it's just building after building, just basically the same height from. April 2021 on, well, it only goes back on my one, April 2021. It's really hasn't moved much at all. It's just a consistent um, lines. You know, there's just, it looks like there's like every few weeks, um, there's a couple of maybe a down week in there with mine yeah. felt a little bit, but it's, um, it's just the, um, the, the blue, um, the blue wall. <laughs> yeah oh look mate it's um it's pretty similar to the elevation profile in here in Sheffield. it's um it's pretty flat <laughs> it hasn't sort of been any massive weeks or any drops but um yeah but for me um i suppose over the years i've battled a bit with niggles and if i'm being honest it's really just because i've tried to do my sessions a bit hard and um you know recovery weeks are probably something that i didn't respect enough and you know getting older um, as much as I hate to admit it, that's reality. And you know, if I want to keep doing this on a consistent basis, and you know, I have to remember why I do it, it's because I love it. Um, yeah. You know, it's for the it's as much for the social and the mental health side. And if I'm injured, I, I miss out on that. So um, yeah, certainly very cautious with the body. But um, yeah, you know, if I'm, I'm being honest, I'm I'm pretty proud of um, you know what we've been able to do over the last twelve months. And yeah, hopefully it's just something we can keep keep putting together yeah no i think you've got the right mix with um obviously reading your body and um having having uh, andy in your corner obviously guiding you in the in the background and, and putting the plan together you guys have uh, you've nailed it at the moment yeah oh look massive shout out to andy um you know it was his idea to sort of go to one session a week and um i think we were both a little bit nervous at the time we got well hang on you know is that going to be enough but you know it's proven to be the right call and mm. you know also in, um, running we all go through peaks and troughs of motivation and you know even just the seasons will bring that on with the hot and cold weather but you know 
I suppose, you know, in that respect, I've, I can't thank Anna enough because, you know, when you literally get to catch up every day, it, it keeps you accountable and you've got something to look forward to. Even you might not have slept that well or, you know, the weather is putrid or, you know, you know that you're going to be running in the rain or a dirty headwind to start off with. But, you know, it, it's bearable because, you, you know, you've got someone to go and do it with. So, you know, um, between those two, I, I really do owe a lot to for, for the way my running's going at the moment. Yeah, I think um, we've all, not all of us are lucky enough to have those training partners, those consistent ones. And I think when you do have them and you can, and I hear about you talk about Anna and I've got, I've got Al who, Al Fiala, who I run with most days. We live, you know, 2K away and, and um, we often, we, you know, through lockdown and through last year, we were meeting every day and it just continues at easy runs and we could just, you know, and I just know, um you know when you get out the door when you've got to run that day the easy run it's just so much easier when you know you've got that committed time and and the, um the place you're going to meet and you just get out there and it's just you're in old autopilot and you get there you run you talk bulk rubbish you talk about <laughs> lots of things serious or not serious um and yeah then it's done and it's just um it becomes so easy but yeah, I mean, not not everyone's fortunate enough to have that, whether they're in a remote location or they're just they don't have a you know a running partner. But I think um, you know you just got to find ways to get out the door, and you know if it's putting in a podcast sometimes for some people, or you know listening to to music or uh, running in a, in a certain location. I think there's a number of ways, and, and obviously having a coach or having some guidance really can help um, in that instance. I think. Oh, 100%, mate. I mean, um, you know, if you sort of took away all those things, if you took away the guidance and you sort of didn't have anything to stimulate the brain and you're running in the same, you know, the same loop, doing the same run and the same session all the time, I mean, it, yeah, it, it would absolutely get fairly monotonous. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's great that, you know, I suppose, and look, if there is anyone out there who is struggling with those sorts of things, um, hit us up. We can throw some ideas out there and, you know, try and, um, I guess, reinvigorate your running a little bit because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose we all, we're all here to help one another, aren't we? 100%, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, between us and, and runners we've known and all, all that, you know, we've been through it all, whether you're at any level, it, that, that waning of motivation to get out the door and, um, yeah, getting yourself up for runs or getting out of a rut is, um, yeah, it's common across all, all levels of runners. And there's, there's a lot of things you can, you can deploy to try and um, get yourself up and going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how's things been going with your running, mate? I know uh, probably last time we caught up with all the plans towards the marathon, Melbourne came and went. What's been happening since? Yeah, so we, like you said, we, we caught up in, uh, which was which was pretty crazy. We actually caught up in real life at the wellness run and uh, we did. had a bit of a, of a chat. You were actually heading off to the, um, to the MCG, that Arvo. Yes. And uh, <laughs> as I sent this message to you today and said, hey, mate, we'll, we'll, we'll go on at 7.30 on a Wednesday, it, it did then later, it just clicked and I'm like, oh, far out. The footy starts tonight because I'm not used to the AFL starting on, a, um, on the Wednesday. And um, for those that are uh, obviously familiar with uh, Australian rules football here, that, um, yeah, the season opener has uh, started tonight and we are recording probably through the – are you – what are you doing? Are you recording this or, you, like, the footy or are you 
keeping um, it? Have you got one ear in the in a in the radio or something? No, nah, I'll, I'll be honest. If I had the foot, if I could actually see the footy on now, um, the quality of what I'd be talking about would be even worse um, because I'd be distracted. So um, I know the footy is on. I've no idea what the score is. Um, okay. I hope Melbourne are playing well, and if they are, I'll probably watch the game back on KO tomorrow. But if we're getting flogged. Um, There'll just be a very casual chat about it for 30 seconds tomorrow during the run, and that'll be it. Um, won't be spoken of again. Well, I'll, uh, I'll tell yeah. you it's half time. That's all I'm going to tell you. And yeah, I'll just no say worries. it's an interesting game. So uh, okay. take that however you um, like. No, that's okay. Um, I haven't received any messages from anyone um, during <laughs> the game so far. So um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, just a bit of a sidetrack there. So yeah, I did when I. I thought, oh, no, Chris is going to bail on me at the last minute because he's going to say, <laughs> I'm going to watch the footy. What am I going to jump on and talk about running for? Um, but, yeah, that was the last time we caught up and then um, had the marathon. We did the recap, um, Mattress and I, um, post-marathon, we did that recap. Then it was Christmas break. Um and I was still banged up. I think when we did the recap, my legs were still uh, pretty toast as, as they generally are after marathon. But this one took a little bit longer. I reckon just the fact that um, it was later in the year, we'd had such a, a wild year with everything going on. Maybe that had an impact. Maybe the fact that the race probably didn't come out as I was hoping for and often... <laughs> It's funny when you have those races that um, they don't go so well, you just, your body feels worse. But then when you have a cracker, your PB, you just like, somehow you just feel better a lot quicker. Um, oh, it's almost <laughs> like when you run a PB, you just get this big basket of adrenaline at the finish line. And that just, that cures the body of all niggles, all soreness, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it doesn't quite go to plan, it's just, um, yeah, it's a bit of salt in the wounds and, yeah, just everything, yeah, it just goes all, you know, droopy and you know, just hangs <laughs> around for longer. Yeah, and it's like your body, when you run that PB, your body forgets that it was in a lot of pain at the time, but when you finish the line, you just thought, oh, I could have run faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's, yeah, but, I, yeah, I was banged up and then I, you know, it was, it was the timing going into the Christmas break and then having some holidays was good. So I just, I actually took an extended break, um, probably respected the recovery, I guess, as I'm a bit older these days. I hadn't done a marathon for, since 2016, maybe 2017. Um, so it'd been, you know, a good four years before, uh, since I'd done a marathon and probably underestimated how much it really does bang you up. And um <laughs> Yeah, when you're in the uh, the the masters category or the early uh, you know, early forties, it uh, it probably adds another week or two to recover. <laughs> well, that's what I that's what I was going with. Um, and yeah, so I did some. Yeah, I just really respected the recovery. I did a bunch of easy running, and then um, yeah, I had a few changes in my life. I had some some stress from outside. You know, some family issues going on that some sort of sort of carried me through. You know, was sort of hanging around through. Jan and Feb and so I, I went MIA I went off took myself off Strava because I just wanted to have you know get things settled outside of running so I was able to do that um, still kept running uh, I just didn't want to have that pressure to kind of work back into sessions and you know the pressure is only on yourself but you also still carry that um, 
I guess you do carry that on your shoulders going, oh, well, I've done the marathon. I need to get going. Um, there wasn't a lot of races on the cards, but I did think early on, I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind getting up for um, the river run, which we've, which we've supported, it, which was a couple of weeks back in March. And there was a few other events I was sort of keen to get going for, but that just wasn't on the table. So I just, um, I ran a lot of easy runs, probably, um, you know, as, as we use running for so many different reasons, um, the just going out the door, getting out the door was a, a great stressor and not having, um, not having pressure to do training hard sessions that seemed to keep me, uh, refreshed. And then, yeah, um, now where are we? We're in March and I'm feeling a bit more refreshed and the hunger's come back, started to piece together some, um, some mini workouts, just like, it's been a kind of, ref- it's kind of been fun that rebuild. Um, I don't know. You probably haven't been through that for a little while. Just looking at that, that big blue wall of yours, mate, you haven't uh, had to come off a bit of a, a lull, but yeah, when you do those sort of introductory sessions and just go through the process of getting fit again. And um, I've actually enjoyed that, that challenge. How have you found like coming off the back of the marathon, obviously with a bit of downtime, I mean, you know, for, a few reasons, but obviously to let the body repair itself as well. How have you found the motivation come back as you sort of that fitness and that sort of movement's gotten better week on week once you sort of sort of built into those little sessions? How are you finding that, mate? Yeah, I, I did go through a stage where there was other stuff going on that I just it was there was a couple of days. I ran I might have there was a few weeks where I just ran five times a week when I'm used to running six or seven without fail where the motivation was just off. And usually I would have been able to just push that aside and be like, no, I'll get out the door. And then, and there was just, there was that fine, fine line of going, no, nah, there's no point in pushing it. And, you know, if, if you're not, so that motivation, it, it did come back um, yeah. when I started to just string those five, six day weeks in and, I was sort of like the body wise, what wasn't helping was I had that knee pain and I, uh, last year and it happened pre marathon build. I sort of, whenever I have a bit of a down period and I think when my body mechanically just has a bit of a rest, the knee, my runner's knee comes back and yeah, okay. I was really feeling that from coming just like a little bit low mileage and, um, once I was able to get that consistency and sort of work through that. And again, I was just like, some days I was like, Oh, should I just take a day off? So I actually did have a few days off and just, just to settle the knee and it did settle. And then as I was able to get on top of that, the motivation really went, went up again as I was sort of felt better. And it's it's a really weird thing. And um, later in this season, we're going to get Dane Burway on a bit. Who's the, 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 um, run therapy he's a physio great friend of the show i've he's helped me a lot with this runner's knee stuff and yeah it's weird because the more i've actually run with it the better it's got so i'm now up to 90ks and more load but the body is responding and i don't feel it as much at all so that's um, the perfect niggle you get to run more it feels better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's shit. Geez, if I went and did 160 k's, I might, <laughs> you know, I might not be saying the same thing. But yeah. as I increase the load, and even as I've started to do more sessions in the last month, 
it's subsided. You know, it's gone right down to, you know, a two out of 10 sort of thing, um, which is great. So that's helped the motivation because, you know, when you're a bit flat um, mentally to get out the door and then you've got a niggle, you've got something that's just holding you back, that makes it even tougher. So um, I've enjoyed having that sort of um, being on top of that. Yeah. Actually, I'd, did I see a sneaky track session from you yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't see that. Well, uh, maybe uh, I did. <laughs> uh, you, you did see it. Um, I, like I said, I done a, I did a few sort of, what I liked doing the last four or five weeks is just like I was got up to six day weeks, got out from getting my long runs to, from 70 to 80 to 90 minutes consistently and then out to the, to the hour 40 and, I've been doing on Saturdays just the one workout, like a pickup run or a couple of 10 minute efforts. So they were, I was starting to feel like off, you know, three, four weeks, okay, I'm ready to, um, to sort of progress to maybe two workouts. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a lot of running with Maxi Ueda, who's a, a Melbourne Uni um, athlete, and he's got a group that he coaches out at Melbourne Uni track. You'll meet Maxi when you're in the, the Melbourne Uni marquee this year. Ah, well, it's funny you say that. I've actually, Maxi's ventured his way up to Shepparton Park Run a couple of times. Oh, is he? Yeah. And I've um, seen him front running and um, in the in the uni kit. Um, yes. So familiar with Maxi's work up this way. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me that uh, Maxi's been up there, but um, <laughs> he loves the park run. But yeah, he's got a good little crew of the, a lot of the Divi one Melbourne Uni guys. Um and yeah, he, he said, come along to a session. I said, yeah, that'd be good fun just to get back here. I hadn't done anything. I sort of haven't done any track workout. I, I'm going to say, you know, Strava will probably prove me wrong, but I'm going to say three years that I've done anything on a track. And um, I thought, yeah, this will be a bit of fun. And I put the alpha flies on because um, <laughs> that's all a bit. I've been doing everything on road for the last few years. And I, you know, I don't have anything else other than like, you know, I could have got, some old no i think i've got a pair of next percent maybe um but yeah everything i've got is illegal for the track so <laughs> when i was on there i said oh geez i'm gonna get an asterisk um after this session from you boys but um yeah it was fun we did some k reps and hey. max is coming off an injury he was just like oh he did the classic thing where he says, oh, I'm coming off an injury. I'm probably going to run. In the warm-up, he said, oh, I'm going to run 330s. I said, okay, cool. Um, I'll, I'll just tuck in with you for the first few. We were doing six by a K. And then um, there was another group going at maybe 315s. And I said, oh, I'll sit on the 330 group. if I don't know how fit I am. So if I'm feeling okay, I'll push up a little bit later. And um, Maxi, I think he went out at about 325. And then hmm. we... Um, he, but to, to his, in his defense, he did pretty much hold that the whole way. Um, but I actually, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like I haven't, like I said, I haven't been on the track, I haven't done a track workout for years. I used to do a lot at Melbourne Uni. It's, um, it's a tight, you, have you run on Melbourne Uni track? Um, I've played cricket there and had a look at it and thought, oh, yeah. well, that, that looks interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, never actually had the, the pleasure of running on the track there. Yeah, smaller bend, like it's tight bends and it's um, it's also, I feel like, jeez, oh, I should know how many lanes it is, but it's not regulation. There's it's less lanes. Not that it matters when you're doing 1K reps with four guys, but um, <laughs> is, um, 
it's it's a fun little track and we just getting out and doing track workouts where where I'm used to being on the road and I've done a, I did a lot of solo workouts um, in the lead up to Melbourne is having people around you and in close proximity, you know, like we're running in lane, like lane one and you're just lining up in a, you know, and just getting in that, um, in that formation. And then in the last rep um, show, who's, um, who's in good form, he, he wanted to take on the last rep and he started to sort of push out. And I was like, Oh, do I give him an elbow or not? <laughs> I didn't do that, but um, yeah, it was fun. Like it was, it was a different sensation. I, I actually thought oh, I'm going to be bored because I, I often find track workouts to be honest, quite boring because I, if I do long workouts on there, like I'm not going to do um, anything over sort of eight or 10 K of volume on a track just because mentally oh, it just doesn't excite me. But, um, I actually found maybe just because of the novelty for me was to get on there and, and maybe have an alphas. It did help. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. It was a bit of fun. And um, I think maybe working into it as well helped, you know, sitting back off the pace a little bit and then working through. But um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and get out there, if not weekly, definitely every two weeks um, mm -hmm. and do that Tuesday with them. And I even just yeah. rolling a session with the boys, just getting in there and having yeah. a few laughs. And, you know, regardless of what session you're actually doing, like just getting in there and, just, um, you know, get in the slipstream and, and yeah. have a bit of fun, um, you know, whether it is in, you know, illegal shoes or the asterisk, mate, no one's <laughs> going to mind too much about that. But um, just having a look at that one there, I know you said hoping to do around 3.30s, it looks significantly quicker than that. Yeah, so this is how I'm... <laughs> Uh, amateur hour it is for me on the track work well firstly maxi was like oh i've got a group doing straights and bends or, or 1k reps and he sent me through that just before the session and all my road workouts i've been using garmin connect and, and setting up the workout yeah much to andy andy buchanan's um excitement because he used to always <laughs> have a crack at me for not like doing splits properly and because i used to just start my watch and run and then yeah go off pace and go time. So I didn't get a chance to like upload this, uh, yeah, upload the workout beforehand. And then I, and then I lost, lost my head because I did a warm up, and then I was, we were stuffing around doing strides and then it was like, okay, we're going to start. And then it was like, Maxie was like, we're pretty much starting now, three, two, one. So I just pressed start and I thought my watch was clear, but it was actually just continuing on the warm up. Because <laughs> oh, no. I'm looking down going, what the, what is going on? It's like a four minute K. I was like, no, it was part of the, the warm, warm up. So then after that, I reset and started the watch again, but I'm just rolling it. And then the one minute we just kept the recoveries going. Yeah. Okay. I actually didn't, I could only tell looking at the watch what pace I was running mid rep. <laughs> yeah okay so i was yeah. just sitting in the group and then i moved up to the second group in the last few reps so i had no idea what pace we we're running yeah i mean i knew we were running um you know approximately three or five to three tens at the end so yeah i'm looking at i'm looking at this and i can see a bit of uh, last rep best rep on yeah this one. it looks pretty good <laughs> no well that is yeah that was shows uh doing because he said oh hey boys i'm gonna and he said this in like rep five oh i think i'm gonna go after this last one and i'm like because i'm i'm not coaching the group and i'm, I'm just an innocent bystander and <laughs> a few things that i said to max he said oh look i'm not gonna 
not going to tell you how to run the group or I'm not going to come in here and be an assistant coach, but, um, you know, there's a few, a few little things here that, uh, popping up that probably wouldn't wouldn't go under um under my watch but anyway because <laughs> yeah he said mid mid rep oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get going here so well, yeah okay the last rep hero but <laughs> and of course i did maybe bite a little bit and uh push him a bit wide and tried to hold him <laughs> off <laughs> um but it's yeah. good to have a bit of um a bit of fire in the belly at uh, the end of the session that's oh sure. and that's it like you honestly I think you've nailed that there, mate. You you have a think about if you just rolled down to the track middle of lunchtime, you're there by yourself doing that um, compared to doing it with the guys and, you know, getting a bit competitive and having a bit of fun, just how much more you got out of it. But how much more fun did you have? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's, it is good fun. And you just, um, and I think, you know, just like with like the theme, it's been about run, running with people and, and the groups and, and just enjoying your running. I think, um, yeah, there's so many ways you can do it. And I think, yeah, the track workout can, uh, can definitely pretty, be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, mate, I'm just now, in terms of goals for the year, just um, for the same as you pretty much. I'll, I'll go Gold Coast, um, obviously, without the 3K. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you can talk me time. around. <laughs> um, XCR. I think that's a great, great build-up for any any season. You you can, I mean, we've just missed those races that that structured season. Uh, and then I'll I'll go to Gold Coast and do um either the half and the ten. Recover off that, and um, usually it looks like I'm just looking at calendar. I think we're gonna see Lakeside Ten is on Sunday the seventh of August. So that's a good that Albert Park Ten K is um that's a cracker of a of an XCR, um, well, basically one of the fastest road races you get in Australia, effectively. So yeah, hopefully there's no wind. Yeah, um, can get a bit blustery there, but um, yeah, you get a nice day. And, oh, the PV Central, look out. Yeah, and then um, yeah, get through that. Maybe the Burnley half, the Tan relays, and um, haven't yeah, I haven't really thought about another marathon this year, but things can change pretty quickly and uh, you never know. Otherwise, I don't know, I was thinking maybe now that this crazy thing of like overseas travel is back on the cards, yeah. maybe maybe go and do a, um, a bucket list event. Yeah. Would you ever think about pacing? Like I know Melbourne, but we're, we're seven months out from Melbourne and obviously not going to make a commitment tonight on, in March. <laughs> but do you, would you think about pacing some of your athletes for Melbourne? Yeah, potentially. You know, something a bit different? Yeah, yeah, I definitely wouldn't take that off the table. Um, yeah, no, that that'd be fun. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be wouldn't be adverse to that at all. There you go, guys. If anyone's listening, if, um, yeah, Zach, you know, <laughs> don't say two twenty five pace. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do that in the day, so I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> hey, well, we're not. You know, we're very vague about. You know, it might just be for twenty k. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Start them out, but um, yeah, no, it's and look, that's something I've, I've look, I said seven months out, but that's something I've sort of thought about because I don't know, I don't know that um, my body can withstand a marathon race effort. Yeah, I tell you what, it's um, intriguing to sort of run a bit within yourself and do a bit of work for someone else, but um, yeah, hey, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's certainly satisfying. I paced a lot of workouts. Um, over the years with um or well, mads who's a coat madeline uh 
Ina. I did a lot of workouts with her and uh, even Lisa Waitman back in the day, I did a bit of workouts with her. Yeah, leading into Melbourne Marathon back in, gosh, 2012 maybe. Um, we did heaps of um, marathon workouts. So, yeah, I really enjoy that team, um, you know, getting on the – I mean, not that my frame can give you a lot of uh, block wind-wise, but um, certainly, yeah, I'm, I enjoy the aspect of the team, the team element of, you know, pacing. And, and yeah, so, yeah, that'd be fun to, to look at in the future. Um, Chris, just going back to your Instagram, I know it's been a theme for the night, but uh, yeah. you had a cracking post, mate, with some of your results. Um, you stole a bit of our thunder because another run to PB, um, we did one, but you, um, you went above and beyond and uh, put yourself, put uh, put one up yourself with um, just recapping what your athlete's been up to, and I thought it'd be pretty good to, uh, to touch on that, mate, because there's been a few events, um. You've obviously been at as a photo of you in the blue uh, run to be top there. You're uh, you're sporting as well as um, yeah, it was uh, like the Bendigo Fun Run. Was that the first year Bendigo Fun Run? Yeah, so I think well, it's sort of past iteration. Um, it was a sort of slightly different course, and I think they used to have it in November. But um, this is, I guess, like a new version um, that um, Nigel Preston. Um, figure yes. over in Bendigo has put together um, very popular. It's um, I believe there was a half, a ten k, and a five k, and um, a much flatter course um, that, than previous editions as well. Which the guys that ran from my crew, they all loved. Um, they're a bit dirty on the headwind for the last four k, but um, I don't <laughs> think you can do too much about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it had an absolute cracking day over there. Um, I suppose you look in the last couple of weeks, I think that there was the um, Bendigo fun run um, or Bendigo Ford fun run that day. And the same day, um, there was a, a local fun run here um, that I guess I've always supported, um, just given that I've lived there for so long. But um, the New America had their local primary school had a, a 10K fun run, which oh. doesn't sound like much, but um, the past couple of years, it's been won by, by an Olympian. Um, Victoria Mitchell comes oh, along yeah. and, and cleans up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, like it's, it's just one of those local events, but it's, it's really well done. Um, the local CFA comes out and they um, volunteer and close off the roads and do all the volunteering. And, mm. um, yeah, like it, it's really cool. So um, between Bendigo and Umerka um, and that same night, um, Ian Newman ran the Surrey half marathon. Yeah, um, that was a that was a cracking run for me because he was he'd been knocking on the door for that hour thirty sub sub ninety. Yeah, so he pretty much ever since he'd been running, his one of his big goals was to run a sub ninety minute half marathon, and his PB was a um, one thirty three high. So yeah. we're you know a decent chunk away from that, and uh, we had a catch up call on the Saturday night. So the night before, well, it was Saturday morning for him, Saturday night for me. And we had a good mm. chat and a laugh and saying, look, mate, I reckon, I reckon if everything goes well, I reckon you could sneak under. And sure enough, he snuck under by five seconds and ran 129.55. Wow. Um, that was with a pretty big kick to get home. But, um, you know, I know how hard he's worked for that and just so thrilled because for him, that's a massive milestone. You know, yeah. um, we've all got our own little goals that we chase. And this was a massive one for Ian. And 
oh, just so proud of him. Um, and just um, sort of the mess cup, you know, you get some messages through final surge from some of the athletes and you could just tell how chuffed he was um, with with the effort that he gave, but mm. but the result that he ended up with, and looking, you know, it's full credit to him. You don't get those sort of results without, you know, putting in consistent, um, you know, work and sacrifice. Which for him, you know, over the last few months, like it's been winter over there, and it's yeah, disgusting. <laughs> the weather that he <laughs> trains in, I, I don't know how he does it, but um, no, full full credit to Ian. But no, I've had a had a range of events, and I can run through a few yeah. of the highlights if you want. Just just on Ian, um. I, I follow him yeah, on Strava and mm-hmm. I noticed in that run or whether it was either the day or leading up or on the day, there was um some other run to BB, I think a few of your Shepherd athletes sort of wishing him luck. And that was pretty cool. I thought um, this guy, Ian's based in, according to his Strava, perhaps he's in uh, Wokingham. Yeah. And uh, here he is, um, yeah, pumping out his half marathon in Surrey and then, um, yeah, getting some support from, from the run to BB community in uh, Shepparton. Uh, yeah, cool. I think, um, you know, I'll you know, probably be a bit self-depreciating here. I'm, I'm never going to be, I don't think I'm, I'm the best coach and there's so much more that I've got to learn. I mean, I've, I haven't been doing this for a super long time in the scheme of things compared to other people. But one thing I pride myself on is, um, you know, being able to lift people and create a sense of community and, um, we knew he was all the way over there. And, you know, facts are that Ian doesn't get to train with a lot of people and he doesn't have a running club. And, um, you know, he would love the chance to live over here and be around people and thought, well, you know what, mate, we're going to do the next best thing and had a chat to my guys and, you know, let's really get around him and, yeah. and support him and, you know, make it feel like he's literally amongst us. So, um, you know, credit to my guys. They were able to find him on Strava and, um, you know, pump some messages through to him and yeah. and the same thing after his run as well. You know, we really wanted to celebrate with him and, you know, whilst he's on the other side of the world, um, it was pretty cool just to be able to really um, enjoy the moment and, and help celebrate with him the best that we could. So, um, you know, and I think that's the great thing about the Run to PV community is that people generally do care about mm. other people. It's, they're not just in it for their own results and their own glory. Like it's, it's still very much, Hey, you know, if you, if you're part of the team, you're part of the team and you know, you're one of us. So um, regardless of where you live, um, we're stoked for you. So, yeah. No, I love that. I mean, um, I, it's just, that is one of the, the coolest parts of um, when, when we started this business and uh, when we started run to PB, I mean, it was, the ultimate goal is to help people with their running and at whatever level and wherever they are. And I think, um, yeah, seeing that it's, um, it's so cool. And I, it matters a lot. I mean, when you're out there and if you're out there and you know, there's some people, you know, supporting you. And I think um, you, you just never know how much impact that can have on someone. And um, yeah, so no, that's, that's a big kudos to, to your, your guys getting around, um, getting around in. Yeah. Oh no. Look, I know he was really grateful for it. So he sent me a, um, you know, a very humbling message, just saying how much he enjoyed the support from everyone, and you know, it sort of blew him away that people would take the time and effort. And, you know, I know it's probably only a minute or two in the scheme of things for some people, but yeah. it's still, you know, for those people to go out of their way and, and send a, a 
best wishes message and then celebrate with him. I, I just, yeah, I thought that was lovely. So, yeah, um, yeah and I, you know, it's, it's great to be able to do that in the community. And I do see examples of that throughout Strava and, um, you know, yeah. the different socials as well. So, yeah, I think it's something we can do a lot more of too. For sure. No, it's a real, real connector um, running. And I know, um, yeah, even, even talking about overseas, I've, I've coached a few athletes over in India and uh, we were just talking the other day about, you know, future travels and you know if it's on the list to go over there and we're saying oh you know i see this strava map come up all the time i see it on final surge i said we're, we're gonna go run around here at some point yeah <laughs> yep. it's just like wow you know that that's actually gonna happen so um yeah it's it's very cool um mate uh, you also had someone in the shepherd and challenge triathlon yeah um, um, man. i did so Laura Smith is sure. Um, three weeks ago, she competed in the Geelong um, half Ironman and went round in 5.34. Um, but she's training for the Cairns Ironman. And um, we, I guess it was more Laura's idea because I was a bit worried about her backing up three weeks later to put mm. in a second race effort over the half Ironman distance. But um, I guess we've, we've been working together for a number of years now. And I, I really trust Laura when you know when she tells me her body's up to it um you know i, I listen and here we are um uh, you know she just competed on the sunday and she missed nine she went within 90 seconds of a pb and it got yeah, wow. it was on that run leg and i, I was there um, watching her you know going out and get it done it was sort of 26 to 27 degrees and there's not a lot of shade out there yeah on the course um and yeah, it was just incredible like um Laura might be a bit dirty. I mean, Laura's 40, <laughs> Laura's 46 and, you know, she trains 18 to 20 hours a week. Wow. Um, and this is, you know, so look, this isn't a measuring contest, but I just want to give a bit of context. She's got three kids that all do swimming, gymnastics, track cycling, mm. and she's a brilliant mum. She gets them from A to B and she gets a lot of support from her husband. But um, how this lady, <laughs> as fit as she is, can put, you know, 18 to 20 hours a week of training across three sports. Wow. Be a great mum. You know, she's a full-time teacher. She teaches five days a week. Um, I just, she's superhuman. I yeah. just can't believe it. But, um, yeah. Well, it's say would, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to earmark her to, to get her on for an episode um, for a chat. But, um, yeah, I don't know how she fits, how she'll fit that in. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> we might be able to clear the schedule. Yeah. I might give her a rest day. She hates those, but... Um, she'll have to do it on the bike while she's yeah, riding or something. Um, <laughs> has been done before. We have had a catch-up phone call on the bike, but um, yeah. no, nah, it, it was really impressive. And look, I don't get the option to go and watch Laura race very often, um, so... Mm. It was a long weekend. It just worked out. I ended up being able to race locally as well. Um, so I ended up being sort of bag boy and support crew <laughs> um, <laughs> for the day. And I reckon, I mean, I obviously didn't compete, but um, I, I felt exhausted at the end of the day. And I, I just felt so bad that I had to go home and have a nap. Um, <laughs> because, and this is, this is no word of a lie. Laura finished that event and she sat down and consumed a significant amount of food uh, when she finished yeah but um after we took the bike back to the car and loaded all, all in she went home had a shower and then she jumped in the car and drove two and a half hours to melbourne to watch her kids swim in the um state championship swim finals oh, um yeah. that night so i'm just cramping um, up thinking about that <laughs> well I, I was frightened for her like, hang on 
you've you know big day um, early mm. start are you going to be right to get down and drive but um you know it just speaks volumes for her as a person that you know her yeah. priority one was even after competing that day it was to go down and watch your kids swim and sort of be mm. be supportive for them so which they did really well too so no surprise um, there yeah no well go figure but yeah. um no that, that, that was awesome but um i actually do i, I know conscious of time this has probably gone a lot longer than we thought but That's I, right. I, I do want to give a quick shout out and this might you know go is one of our interesting stories so question without notice Zaka. Mm. at runs of pb do we have any um father and daughter combinations or mother and son combinations that you're aware of um we did at one point i remember sammy had um a father-son setup going on mm-hmm. um caught me off guard in terms of the name there but i i don't know if they're still still uh still pumping it away but um no well have you got one well let me tell you <laughs> yes <laughs> yes we do um so um and yeah obviously i don't want to wrap them up too much because neither of these two two people like the limelight too much but um <laughs> but, yeah it's funnily enough it's actually anna um and her dad so um anna's dad phil is 79 gee and is currently training for great ocean road 14k is Um, phil did phil pop up in the numerica 10k he did he um he popped around and and ran 6325 um at 79 years of age um you know as you do that as you do mate I'll tell you what, 79. when I'm 79, if I can tie my shoes by myself, I'm going to be thrilled. Yeah. Um, that's... Let alone, <laughs> you know, and so I mean, we've, we've been working together, um, oh, look, unofficially probably since early January, but um, probably a bit more focused over the last sort of month or so. But um, he's been coming along to runner's club training a couple of times a week. And, um, look, and I'll tell you, it doesn't matter how old or how experienced or inexperienced you are. Phil has embraced strides. We've got him doing drills a couple of two or three times a week. Um, I've even got him calling the boat head, boat head as well. Um, so <laughs> well, it's definitely that, cool now then. Yeah. Well, look, you know, if we, we're having a bit of a breakthrough there. So <laughs> um, but I, I'll tell you what, it's bloody inspiring um, to see someone you know, at 79, he goes to Pilates once a week. He's running wow. sort of four or five times a week, gets down to park run. And he literally, and he, on a Thursday, he'll go for his run in the morning. So, it's, you know, anywhere that's on sort of six and 10K easy. And then he'll come to runners club training and we'll actually, we'll do some drills together and we'll do a few strides and just wow. talk some rubbish and have a few <laughs>, laughs. And I, I tell you, it's been one of the highlights of my year, um, mm. spending time with Phil and just, um, you know, doing it doing a bit together so um is that yeah. phil in the photo on your instagram yes yep, yeah that is he's looking fit too i know oh, geez that yeah 79 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that you might need to get that uh that verified that doesn't that that's not adding up because that is <laughs> not <laughs> that's um yeah amazing amazing oh. um yeah that's very cool so um yeah hopefully, chuck that um, photo as part of the um part of the episode um notes and um yeah part of the uh 
the preview because that's a that's a cracking um cracking photo of the, the three of you there and uh yeah when when you see the when you hear the context behind that it's just uh, amazing yeah and that's it like you know i suppose um you know i suppose the, the photo's got me in it so it's not any, it's not that good but <laughs> i'll crop uh, you out all right. yeah crop me out that'd be good maybe just um keep the the work shirt in there mate <laughs> for the bit of recognition but no nah, look it's um I suppose as we touched on before, it's not if you understand the story behind it, it's, it's actually really cool. But you know, just mm. the photo or the results themselves, they're sort of like, oh, they're just numbers. But mm. when you add a bit of context, um, yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. It's, and to me, look, it, it's a bit emotional for me too because you sort mm. of look and you understand the story, and you know, there's obviously there's a bit more to it than that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I'll tell you, you know, as it gets closer to Great Ocean Road, and if we can sort of hit a few goals along the way, I'll, yeah. I'll be doing cartwheels. Um, yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, that's that's super inspiring. Um, here I am complaining about getting out the door, and I'm uh, in my forties and feeling a bit, you know, bit bit ginger, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, wow, yeah, and then uh, you know, Phil's doing that at seventy nine. Mm. <laughs> Crazy yep. stuff. Yeah, well, it's, um. Thanks for that recap, mate. And we'll, we'll obviously um, throughout this season we'll we'll recap. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, Matt Matt and I have had this issue over the the, the season, the um, episode. It's just trying to cover off every single result. We you know we don't want to leave people out, but we just um, we also don't want to bore people bore people, but go for four hours talking about every single result. But we um, we try to just handpick. Um, when we can and uh, we'll, we'll mix it up this year and uh, we'll bring a few other coaches and they can sort of talk about some of their athletes and uh, their achievements throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just going to, and you, you mentioned Great Ocean Rose, because race is ahead. You've got run for the kids in April. That's uh, that's pretty exciting. And there's a number of run to PV athletes. Um, that's in, in Melbourne. We're just talking. Um, mm-hmm. Where we mansion run in Victoria, so PV events, which is uh, Justin Higgins who put together the River Run that um, we've supported. That's on April twenty four. Great Ocean Roads coming up, um, but yeah, a number of races around the country. Obviously, we touched on on uh, Gold Coast, but yeah, there's a bit ahead. There's uh, a lot to be excited about in terms of events. Oh, absolutely. And I think now it's sort of at the stage where you can actually enter something and take advantage of the early bird discount <laughs> yeah. and be confident that it's going to go ahead as opposed to yeah. just entering it and hoping for the best or wondering what year you're going to roll it over to. So um, Maybe not in Perth. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> are, we going to lock, are we going to lock them out? No. <laughs> well, oh, I'll tell you. Um, won't open that can of worms. No, no maybe, <laughs> maybe a future episode. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, we've, we've pretty much, mate, I know you want to get back to footy, but I, I was just going to hit you up on one more thing before we, um, we close off tonight. Mm. Um, just broadly about the summer of athletics, we've, you know, we've got, got races again and there's been a lot going on um, on the professional, you know, overseas and the domestic level with, in terms of the elites. Obviously, on the back of Tokyo, I think we're all captivated by um, the Olympics. But now to see furthermore, you know, more events and um, we've had indoors, we've had some outdoor national records. Um, what's been catching your eye? Oh, mate, <laughs> if I could cherry pick a couple of <laughs> a couple of things. Um, and look, it's probably low-hanging fruit, so apologies if um, 
if these are your highlights, but I'm a massive Ollie Hall fan. Um, I honestly think by the time this year is done and dusted, he'll be sort of considered at the same level as Stewie. Um, I just, I just see big things in his future. So he ran a 350.8 mile um, on the indoors, which is a national record back in late Jan, um, which was just huge. Um, It just appears to be um, going from strength to strength. Um, And yeah, you know, just want to, I can't wait to see what's in store for later in the year for him. I've got some things coming up and he's based over there in America, um, training with Morgan McDonald in, um, on the on athletic clubs, so yeah. um, you know and they're doing some good things too. Um, Do you think he goes under the right? I mean, I know it's it's a small segment and a small it's a niche niche sort of market we're talking about in terms yeah. of running and, and the broader well what the, what Joe Blog sees down the you know um, as an Australian public. But do you think it is he's still going under the radar a bit? Yeah, I do. I think you know. Be, Largely because he was, you know, based over, you know, in Wisconsin and, you yeah. know, um, you know, college athletics and hasn't really come back to run in Australia that much. So it hasn't yeah. attracted, you know, outside of, you know, your dedicated athletics outlets, it hasn't really hit mainstream media in that sense. And I think, honestly, that the main glimpse that the public's probably caught of him was just, you know, running in that 1,500-metre final with you and people like, oh, who's that? Oh, cool, we've got another person there also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, just to, you know, he's actually starting to drop some times now that are really going to make people sit up and take notice. And you know, I think it's only a matter of time before you know. I think realistically, he's probably got to get in a race with Stewie and beat him. Um, yeah. To, I guess, capture that national attention. But um, you know, I think it'd just be great to see them both on the same start line. You know, whether it's a fifteen hundred or you know something a little bit further. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait for the day that happens. It's sort of a catch twenty two with these athletes doing so well overseas. So you know they go through the college system, and they're so good over in the college system. And we we do see how good they are in the college system. Like they end up winning, you know, getting going to the nationals and doing so well there that they end up getting picked up by some of the pro teams or you know groups. So they stay over there and they get really good over the next few years off the back of that college career. And then we don't, as Aussies, really get to see them until we get to a major and then that's it. And then we either go really well there and they're on that, you know, they get some recognition. But it's just, um, yeah, as, as a fan in Australia, you, it's, I mean, we can follow it closely, but, yeah, it is a catch-22 because you, you'd love them to see them out here, but... With oh. the contracts and everything, it's just so hard for them to get them over here. And it'd be great to see them go. You know, I'd love to see Ollie go against Stewie in, in Melbourne. Yeah, oh, and it would. Like I think, um, if you look at it from the site, like cycling, where for Australian cyclists to really get where they wanted, they, um, I think it was Orica Green Edge at mm. the time. They pretty much just funded their own team and went from there. And yeah. like, I don't know if what I know we've got Melbourne Track Club, but um, you know, to an extent, you'd have to have someone who's got a lot of money. We've got some millionaires um, in the country that are willing to throw a bit of cash around to really set up, you know, our own squad that would enable, mm. you know, sort of Ollie and Morgan and all those sort of people to come back. And, you know, um, Jess yeah. Hull, like all of those yeah. like, real high caliber quality athletes just to come and live in the country and train together. And, yeah. you know, and you'd understand from a, a 
in a sense where over in America there's the depth where you're always being tested by world class athletes, yeah. um, but also the money. Um, so <laughs> hey, I, I get it, but from an exposure standpoint, it certainly does make it a bit more difficult for that national recognition you know, on our own shores. Yeah, we've got the Melbourne Track Classic this weekend, mm. um, and I won't. Maybe I will. I'll go down a bit of a rabbit hole, but I, I just think that what annoy it, it annoys me that uh, we got this track classic. There was a massive Olympic year, uh, so much you know, peak bowl three point one mil watch peak bowl. Um, you know, had huge off the back of Tokyo. That's the amount of depth we've got in Australian distance running and athletics. It's a lot of people doing awesome things on the world stage, but then we're gonna have these these track classics and no one's going to go to them because, mm. you know, they're, I don't understand. And I was thinking about this on a run the other day. Why are we charging to go to these things? Like why didn't we've got sponsors? Why don't mm. we make it free and then get the, get them filled to like get 10,000 people there. And, you know, your sponsors, they cough up. They, I mean, how much is it to put on an event like that? You know, you get your sponsors to cover it all. Say, so, okay, what are the operational expenses? Cover it all. But you're going to get 10,000 people there because it's free. Mm. We're going to go to every, we're going to, we're going to send an email out from the park to the, to the park run community across Australia. You know, 300,000 people registered to park run. Come and watch Australia's best athletes for free and watch someone run, you know, 13 minutes for 5K. Mm. Um, we know you run 22 minutes before, you know, see for some context, like you're going to see world-class athletes. Um, send it to the little ass. I mean, you've got hundreds of thousands of little athletics kids who aren't going to go to this because probably because there's a, hasn't been promoted and, or there's, you know, might cost you as a, as a parent to get your kids in there and then pay, you know, parking, food, you know, it could be an $80, $100 day. Mm. And, they're going to go, well, I'll just go to the little Johnny might want to go to basketball or little Sally wants to go and watch the netball instead because costs the same. Um, mm. Things you know, like this, they've got to get more people there and exposed to it. Oh, 100%. I mean, think about, so let's say it was free and let's say, let's be conservative and say six to 8,000 people go because mm. it's promoted really well. Imagine Peter Bowl running, you know, 800 in 145, coming in, takes mm. the win by two or three metres, and that crowd is loud. Yeah. Like it is pumping, you know, mm. cheering home that, you know, the fellow that's finished in the top four in the Olympics. Yeah. That's going to be on every news show, um, yeah. you know, sports channel. 100%. For, for ages. And, you know, atmosphere at athletics and crowd going wild, sponsors want a piece of that. And that's, that's what's going to drive your money. But, um, yeah, look, I know it's not as simple as this, but got, how many how many times do you reckon that's going to get replayed on the news when there's 200 people there, not a drop of noise, no atmosphere? Um, you know, exactly. it's uh, like it's sad yeah. because there's this great product that they could, can tap into, especially what was fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, just, I, I, you know. I'm probably from the old school. I'm showing my age now, but I remember the days back in Olympic Park, um, which was, you know, before Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah, 
when they had it, it was any NEC classic. So it was, you know, they were getting eight to 10,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was must watch. You know, Freeman was there, um, you know, had the best of the best. Mono ran unbelievable there. And you'd go there in the back straight and it was just, and, you know, as a, as a young kid inspiring to athletics, that was as motivating as it can get. Um, and then it just dropped away. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We could probably go for hours about the topic of, uh, and we'll probably throughout the course of this uh, podcast, we'll, we'll touch on uh, our thoughts on how to promote the sport because I think we're both passionate about getting more people involved. Yeah, oh, and I suppose a quick one. How exciting is it to watch the stall gift on at Easter on TV? Yeah, I mean, people people generally, you know, stop and watch it. <laughs> they do. Like, it's literally they have it on channel seven or assuming it's still on channel seven yeah they would cut away from the footy to show mm. the stall gift yeah like that just doesn't yeah. happen very often and yeah <laughs> and you know and this is handicap racing it doesn't always feature the the no. best athletes in the country but here we've got some of the best athletes in the world which is mm. the country and yeah like it's i think um Oh, was it Channel Seven are going to stream the national champs? The yeah, I saw years, that. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm. Uh, look, it's still not um, broadcast prime time on live TV, but it's a start. It's something. Yeah. So, you know, I hope we can really capitalise on that um, and really get it out there. But how good would that be? Watching that live streamed with mm. you know ten thousand people there making yeah. some noise. Exactly. Yeah, uh, like it'd just be incredible, and you'd watch just for the crowd as much as mm. it would be for the athletic performances. Do like, yeah, there's people enjoying this. Let's get amongst it. It yeah, just adds uh, so much, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like you'd be disappointed that you're actually sitting at home watching it, as opposed, you know, like, oh, I wish I was there with mm. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and and take away just the idea of the aesthetics of it on TV. It's actually having that amount of people in walking into a meet. And being watching, you know, someone run a fast eight hundred or someone run a fifteen or or a hundred meter, and eight thousand people coming away and going, wow, I'm actually really motivated. Oh, that's it. You know, how um, good's that? I want to get down and run on the track. I wonder how fast I can run a four hundred. Yeah. Um, you know, and they give it a go and see how hard it is. But yeah, that's that's the that's the second part of it. But you know, think of the the championships and the Olympics and all that sort of thing that you watch on TV and. You know, the silence of the crowd before the gun goes off in the 100 mm-hmm. and then just the eruption of it, let alone the spectacle. Um, you know, these guys and girls just absolutely going for it and, you know, yeah. you're sort of witnessing, you know, potentially history each time it, it's on. But, you know, it's it shouldn't just be every four years when the Olympics is on um, no. that, that we get exposure to this because, you know, it feels like we have this great secret that, you know, why don't people know about this? Like, come on. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we'll, we'll keep trying to solve it from uh, via the podcast. Maybe maybe uh, one day we'll, uh, we'll crack the code and, and someone yeah, will listen hey, to our um, advice. <laughs> hopefully. Look, I, I, mate, if people want to take my ideas and I don't even want to get paid for it, just go no. and do it for everyone else. Come on. But, um. No, that, I think um, there was a couple of other ones I wanted to quickly mention. That um, Jack Rayner, he's 27-15 for 10 yeah. oh, God, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, mm. he's a guy who's gone from running at AV races and sort of mm. finishing mid-pack to slowly working his way through that. And 
you know, this is probably being a bit of a disservice, but um, I think it was 2020, 2019 or 2020, basically doing the fun run circuit, yeah. um, you know, running halves and 10Ks and that just picking up some cash to save some money to go overseas. And here he is now running 27.15, taking down a national record and, you know, like really just making people sit up. And it did get some national attention. It did, um, yeah, yeah. Which was great. Um, I, I was thrilled on both counts for that. So, um, you know, and who knows what's in his future. Like, I know he's given the marathon a bit of a, a, bit of a touch, but, um, you know, it's, it's disappointing that the half marathon doesn't get sort of recognised more as, a, I guess, a, an elite event on, yeah. on a national scale because I reckon, you know, he, he's another guy who could drop a sub-60, um, you know, in, in the half marathon. And then, you know, is Jack going to be that person who goes to sub-210, um, you know, definitely got all the all the tools to do it um and you got to think back what he went through tokyo you know making a team that excitement and then getting a famous stress reaction you know month or so out having to toe the line like that knowing that you couldn't finish um that's just that would have been heartbreaking and then now to you know go through that process of coming back and then to get a national record, oh, um, you, yeah. you, we've all we've all been through injuries, and you think that when you're injured, well, how the how the hell am I going to get back? And you yeah. know, you do that first walk jog, <laughs> you're pumping the fist doing the doing a one minute run, and then to get back, and now he's run twenty seven fifteen and ran a national record. Like, how's that for a uh, comeback? Oh, absolutely, and I think um, you know it it really reveals people's true character when they're faced with adversity. It's, you know, it's how do you respond? And, mm. you know, you know, here's a guy that's obviously had the disappointment of what happened at the Olympics and then gone away and the fuel for the fire was just still there. And, mm. you know, I can only imagine I mean, just the quality of the work that he's been done, obviously in a great, great group there, Melbourne Track Club, um, Nick Bidzai, but, um yeah, like that's that's a phenomenal performance. I think, you know, and here's here's let's test the memory a little bit for some people. Here's one for your listeners. Who remembers Pat Tiernan's run at the Olympics in a 10K and people coming away going, Oh my god, that was the gutsiest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, you know, on course to finish, you know, top ten at the yeah. Olympics and his body let him down. He pretty much hmm. crawled to the finish line and like, wow, you know, I just want to see this guy give it another crack. And um, you know, Pat was in that race, but we're not he doesn't yeah. even mention. No. Um, I think he ran was it and this, I think he ran. I think he was last, but he was just, or was it not last? But he was one of the, unfortunately, like towards the back of the field in a super mm. fast race. Yeah, ran, I, I think it was like mid 2740 or you know, 2742 yeah. or something like that. Like, hey, that's an amazing time. Yeah. Um, but when you watch the national record go down, and um, you know, that's all that you know, people want to talk about. But um, mm. hey, uh, let you know, Patty Tin and another one of those amazing distance runners that we've got that could just be absolutely anything like um would love to see him racing jack and brett robbo mm. and all those sorts of guys um you know whether it's a, a 10 and a half or even a marathon like how good a race would that be throw liam mm. adams in there and you know hey we've got ourselves a tasty little race there but um, yeah we'll see um also um eloise wellings yeah how good was that to two twenty five ten six places in the goya marathon unbelievable run and oh. i think i don't know about i mean it was a when i saw her name pop up i was like how how is she going to put together another one you know she went london melbourne 
than this. Was mm. it one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what it takes to, you know, your debut, debut London, then get up for Melbourne of a short turnaround, went through the um, quarantine stuff and just the whole <laughs> process. And then to get a, get up again and um, produce a massive result. And, yeah, 39 years old. Oh, oh yeah. And, look, certainly don't... Um, conscious age of, is a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> I certainly don't want to make it sound more impressive because Eloise is 39. It's more what I'm interested in. You know, Sarah Hall's another great marathoner who's still running faster and faster as, you know, as she's getting into her late 30s. Um, Sinead, you can't say enough about Sinead um, and the career that she's had. I, you know, Sinead, I guess, in that respect, had the advantage of starting a little bit later. But you, know, you look at um, sort of Eloise and Sarah Hall, Lisa Waitman, you know, these ladies have been phenomenal runners from when they sort of first started. But, you know, have been running a long time, yet here they are getting towards, I guess, you know, let's be honest, it's probably getting towards, they're closer to the end than they are the start mm. of their career. But here they are still running the best marathons of their lives. And I know that um, Eloise hasn't run a lot of marathons in the scheme of things, but to drop a 225, like that's, that's world-class. And that's, you know, here we are, there's competition for spots now. Um, you know, previously, if you're running sub 230 to get into our women's team, that was a good race. Well, now you've got to run 225, 226 to be considered. And like, <laughs> um, that's, that's incredible. I just love yeah. it. I think it's great. I just feel like from both the, the women and the men's side that there is, you know, success breeds success and there's just so much depth and so many people doing amazing things that you just, it's just put everyone up to another level and mm. everyone's just performing you know, at, the, at, at extraordinary levels. Um, yeah. You know, I think on the men's side, maybe it's a Stewie effect. Like he's just propelled everyone to go wow this guy's on the from king island he's on the world stage why yeah. can't i do that so everyone else has followed suit and then on the women's you're seeing you know whether it's Sinead doing what she's done over the years lisa waitman in the marathon jess um oh, it's just oh, it's just, I mean, just just you know. whole like at different levels of different races at some so different distances it's just inspiring for women yeah so even um it's funny. I think this just goes to show that the, the marathon, it, it really is a patience thing. Mm. As, um, reading some of the comments that Eloise had made and she said for the first 15K of that run, she felt rubbish. Yeah. It just felt like it just wasn't clicking and was just convinced that it probably wasn't going to be her day. And then of all things, the thing where it just clicked, she grabbed a sports drink off one of the drinks tables and thought it was water. So she dumped it over her face. <laughs> um so here she is she's a hot sticky mess um 15k <laughs> into this marathon and it just made a laugh and relax and go oh my god yeah. you've just done a sports drink all over your face you goose <laughs> um yeah but that was the thing that just sort of put her at ease and away she went um so I'm, look i'm not sure if that's something that we'll recommend <laughs> to, <laughs> to our group but you know it's funny just the things that you know all of a sudden change the mindset um you know and hey gets to the end and you know still look super strong coming in i obviously would have felt um, exhausted but just yeah. a smile on her face coming into the finish line really realizing what she'd done that was yeah. so good yeah that photo just um her been doing the rounds just captures everything i think of the emotions of, of running a pb and, and just mm. running a marathon in general yeah <laughs> achieving absolutely. It. yeah 
Yeah, oh, it's just, and I think yeah, it's it's going to continue because there's a lot of uh, we've got world indoors ahead. We've got obviously nationals, um, more marathons, more road races. So um, we'll obviously be across um, this sort of uh, running news. We'll bring in um, Miles Goff from Run Creature. He's um, a previous guest. We'll get him to jump in and um, you know give us a bit of a a recap on some of the events throughout the season and um yeah try and stay across it as best we can yeah no that'd be good obviously it'd be good to get miles on be able to give a bit more of a professional insight than uh, <laughs> than, than, <laughs> than our me, ramblings sort of, yeah than our ramblings and me giggling my way through it but um no it'd be great there's just so much great stuff coming up and um yeah really looking forward to hearing it and talking about it nice one mate i think we've um We've probably gone over the time. We're probably into the last quarter for you, for your D. So um, I won't tell you the score, but um, it's been great having you on um, in this first episode of the new season. No, all good, all good, mate. It's um, yeah, been a blast. Thanks for having me, and hopefully um, I don't get the sack for next week. Hopefully we'll be back for week two. <laughs> we'll see what mattress has to say. I'm sure the uh, the feedback will be coming in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. Um, I'll brace myself. <laughs> No, nah, you enjoy the week, mate. Enjoy the uh, the prep for this big three k burn up, and um, I'll um, I'll try and uh, get myself up and about for uh, a potential pace job. Yeah, no worries. It sounds good. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Better With Running podcast. Great to be back on for another season. As mentioned, um, yeah, if you've got any listener questions, we're, uh, we're building the bank up so we can uh, have a bit of a discussion throughout the, the rest of the episodes coming up. So, um, yeah, definitely hit us up on the socials. Um, yeah, also give us a like and a, a review on iTunes and uh, yeah, let us know how we're going. But, uh, yeah, great to be back on and uh, enjoy the rest of your run.